Blog Talk Radio. I know the Bible is right. It's the Bible has the answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams coming to you live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. and never had it so good Gospel 107. Pastor Williams believes if you have a question, the Bible has the answers. Join us Wednesday on the show or at I Am Jesus Holy Ghost Church in Columbia, South Carolina, where service times are Tuesday night prayer at 7 p.m., Sabbath Friday service at 7 p.m., and Saturday Sabbath day service at 12 noon. Our motto is, it pays to serve God. Hit us up at IamJesusHolyGhostChurch.org. That's Pastor Aaron B. Williams, live on Never Handed So Good Gospel 107. Come on and get the Word of God at its highest level. Well, the Bible is right. The Bible is right. I thank God the Bible is right. Amen. Glory to God. Speaking about the Bible being right and we having the truth, always remember this, beloved. Always, I want you to take note of this and always remember that you need not to be afraid of AI, that is artificial intelligence. Why? Because you have original, you have original intelligence. You have original intelligence. You have God's word, and that's the original, the original way we're supposed to live, the original way we're supposed to think. What with the original of everything, Amen. As long as you have the original, then when the artificial comes along, you'll you'll recognize it because you've got the original. Remember that artificial intelligence just didn't start with these people. They're trying to make it seem like it just come on the scene. Artificial intelligence goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. The original intelligence from God was, thou shalt not eat of the fruit of this tree. That was the original. What was artificial? Artificial flowers mean flowers that are not real. Artificial intelligence came and said, thou shalt not surely die. You can eat from this tree. What, what was happening there? Artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence. But, but God's word was the original. God's word is the original. Now, that's not what we're talking about tonight. But I want to remind you again, remember, and in the future, what is God's word? What's original? God said that he is God alone, that we should not bow down ourselves or worship anybody. That's original intelligence. What will artificial intelligence be? We know that in the future, the Antichrist will come. He will sit in the rebuilt temple in Jerusalem and declare himself that he is God and that we are to bow down and worship him. That's artificial. It's not real. It's artificial intelligence. But see, the world is going to bow down because they don't know, they don't have anything to compare what he's saying with. We do. We have original intelligence. The original is God's word. And God said that he's God alone and we're not to bow down. But artificial, that which is not real, that which is a lie, is going to come to mankind and say, I'm God, you can bow down to me. 
and we're going to know that that's artificial intelligence. Amen? So you don't have to be afraid of any. The world needs to be afraid of artificial intelligence because they got a problem. They got to figure out what's real and what's artificial, what's real and what's machine generated. They got to sit there and try to figure things out. We don't have to figure out nothing. We know the way to live. We know what, no matter what the situation is, what the problem is, what the circumstance is, you can find it in the Bible. The Bible is right. The Bible has the answers. So we go to the Bible. We have something to compare what's being said to us. We take that and see if it lines up with God's word. If it lines up with God's word, it's original, it's okay. If it doesn't line up with God's word, it's artificial intelligence, and we discard it. So we're safe, beloved, because the Bible is right. We can always, we can always compare what they're trying to feed us with, with the original, the Bible, God's word. We're safe because we have the Bible. Hold on to the word of God. Hold on. This will protect you from artificial intelligence, lies, untruths. Amen. The Bible is right. Now, that ain't what we're talking about tonight. So, um, so uh, I got to get on what we're talking about tonight. But to me, that's so important. That's so important that from time to time I mention it. Amen. The Bible is right. The Bible is right. And when when something else comes. We we take it and compare it to what the Bible says. And if it don't line up with the Bible, it's artificial intelligence. It's artificial intelligence, amen, and we, we discard it. But that ain't what we're talking about tonight. Tonight we're talking about we're in Proverbs t- chapter 23. Glory to God. We're in. We're down to the 13th verse, but actually the 13th and the 14th verse go together and the 13th and 14th verse in the king james uh, version the protestant bible it says in the king james withhold not correction from the child for if thou beatest him with the rod he shall not die thou shalt beat him with the rod and shall deliver his soul from hell i want to read that again Thou shalt beat him with the rod and shall deliver his soul from hell. Now, when we correct our children and when we beat them, amen, uh, the Bible says that we deliver their soul from hell. Now, God knows things about human beings that they don't know. God is the manufacturer. God knows what a person needs. And the Bible in another verse says foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction will draw will 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 cause it to go from him. I didn't quote that last one right, but I know that verse. Amen. It says the rod of correction will drive away foolishness in a heart's child. You ever notice the way children act when they have never been corrected? or have never received a beating from their parents, they act foolish. They grow up and they become crazy human beings. They don't listen to no authority. They won't do what they're told. They, don't, they won't do anything right. Why? 
because the foolishness that's bound up in their heart. You see, God made us, and he knows what's in us. Without this word of God, we don't know what's in a child. We look at the child, and the child smiles at us, and you look at him and say, you my little sweetie, booty, 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 booty. God says, beat the child with the rod. Why? Because there's foolishness bound up in his heart. This verse says, when you beat him, thou shalt deliver his soul from hell. So that means some things are going on that we have no conception of. We don't really fully understand what this means. Amen? But somehow in the makeup of a child, if that child isn't dealt with as a child, when they grow up, if they've never been corrected, never been, never received a beating, you don't want to be around that child. You don't want to be around that young person who's never been corrected and never received a, a beating. You don't want to be around that child. That child will raise a whole lot of hell. Amen. But I thank God my my grandparents, um, they we in the in the old days, they would tell we had to go out and pick the switch. We had to pick the switch that we were gonna get switched with when we made a mistake. Tanned our little fannies, amen. Now, brothers and sisters, I'm not talking about child abuse. I'm not talking about parents that do not understand godly correction and they try to correct their child when they're angry. When you try to correct your child when you're angry, you're going to hit him like you hit a, an adult. You're not supposed to crack bones and hurt the child, beat him up. Amen? But you can smack a child's hand. You can take your hand and wear his little fanny out. Now, you didn't kill the child, but there's something therapeutic about crying. There's something therapeutic about sadness. If a child gets every single thing they want, they go to a store, and they get every single thing they want, that child is going to grow up to be a monster. Amen? There's something about telling a child no, and they're crying. Somehow crying does something for them. It does something for their soul that we can't, we, we don't know. We don't know all the psychological stuff. We don't fully understand how we're wired. But God knows how we're wired. And he says in Proverbs thirteen twenty four that if you love your child, 24 says, He that spareth his rod hateth his son, but he that loveth him chasteneth him betimes. So the Bible says, God says, if you spare your rod, Oh, I don't want to hit my child. He said, cutie, cutie, got you, baby, baby, sweetie, sweetie, sweetie. Well, God says you hate him. But if you chasten your son, that says you love him. Why? Because there's some kind of way children are wired, and they got foolishness in them. And as a child, the foolishness is supposed to be driven out of them by the parent. And how is it driven out? By that child experiencing sorrow. What kind of sorrow? You can't have that truck, dear. I want it. I want it. You're going to give it to me. Now you really ain't going to get it. 
because you're not going to tell me what I'm going to do. You're going to do what I do. In fact, you go over there and sit in that chair. I don't want to. I don't want to. If you don't handle that rebellion as a child, I don't care how much you say you love that child. You do not love that child. You're letting that child grow up in rebellion, and that child is not going to be a good a good adult. And you know it's a funny thing. This society tells us not to beat children. But when they get them down at the police station, they beat them. Now, how are you going to beat them down at the police station, but you're going to tell me I'm responsible to raise this child, but I can't correct the child? And then you're going to tell them in class, if your daddy or mommy hits you, you call Child Protective Services and we'll have officers come out and arrest them. Oh, yeah? Well, if you're going to arrest me, then you take the child and you raise the child. But if I got the responsibility to raise the child, I'm going to wear his fanny out if he kicks me in my shin. Or if he, I tell him he can't have something and he just pitches a boogie-woogie, he's going to get his, his behind spanked. Why? Because there's foolishness in the heart of a child. And the Bible says I'm responsible to drive that out of a child. Amen? Glory to God. Glory to God. But but another three reasons why children go bad. Another re- three reasons why children go bad. They go bad because of no correction. 2313. Proverbs twenty three thirteen. We were just there. I closed my Bible, and I need a second to get there. Twenty three thirteen says, "Withhold not correction from the child, for if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die." So, a reason that children go bad is no correction. Parents don't correct their children now. They give them time out. The Bible doesn't say time out. The Bible says fan their little fanny. Well, people say, nobody better not touch my child. Okay. Well, then have the people that's taking care of your child tell you about the child's behavior, and then when you get home, you correct the child by wearing out his fanny. But don't you sit there and say, ain't nobody going to correct my child, and I ain't going to correct my child. The Bible says, God says you hate that child, and that child's going to grow up to be a monster. Amen? I don't care what you say. That child ain't going to be worth nothing if you don't correct that child. Oh, here's the verse I was talking about. Proverbs twenty-two fifteen. Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. But the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. We have the responsibility. The child is wired, and he's got foolishness. He he, he doesn't know that um, that he can uh, that he can do crazy things. And we got to make him know there's boundaries and there's things he cannot do. And if he does it, we he's going to suffer consequences. And it's better for him to learn that at your hands than to go down to the police station and they uh, uh, do damnable things to him. Amen? 
Glory to God. I'm up against a commercial. Hold on just a second. Hold on, beloved. Hold on. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. Beloved, we were talking about problems with children. Glory to God. And Proverbs twenty three thirteen says, Withhold not correction from the child. Thou beatest him with a rod, he shall not die. He shall not die. And so we said one of the first reasons children go bad is they don't get corrected. And then in Proverbs 22, no correction. And then in Proverbs 22, um, yeah, 22, well, we read 22, 15. So I want to go to Deuteronomy eleven eighteen. And in Deuteronomy eleven eighteen and 19, it says, another reason they go bad is because no Bible. They're not receiving the Bible. They're not being taught. And in Deuteronomy eleven eighteen, it says, therefore shall ye lay up these my words in your heart and in your soul and bind them for a sign upon your hand that they may be frontlets between your eyes. And ye shall teach them your children, speaking to them when thou sittest in thy house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Amen. The Bible says we're to teach our children, speaking to them when we're sitting in the house, when we're walking with them, and when we liest down, and when we risest up. We're supposed to be talking to our children about the Word of God. A lot of children don't get the Word of God. Their parents are not talking to them about the Word of God. So they're not correcting them, and they're not teaching them at, at the parents' hand, teaching them the Word of God. Why? Uh, the, the child could go to church and learn it all. Yeah, but the child is not the I mean, church is not the significant other. If if your if your mother and father, if the child sees his mom and dad in the word, he knows that the word is very important. Why? Because mom and dad is in the word. But suppose mom and dad never mention the word and they're not in the word. The word of God can't be important. My mama was never in the word. My mama was living like she wanted to live. It can't be important. Amen. And it's not that mama's not feeding them and taking care of them, but she's not doing what the mom and dad is not doing what the Bible says. They're supposed to be teaching the child the word of God. Amen? Why? Because if it's important to daddy, it must be important. 
I see Daddy. He's talking about Jesus. He's he's reading about Jesus. He's got examples about Jesus. Jesus must be important. Amen. And then a lot of children, they want to be like their daddy. Amen. I want to be like dad. Amen. Glory to God. But if you never mention the Bible, they want to be like dad. They want to shack up with somebody and just eat, and that's it. Go out and watch the ball games, have entertainment, eat food, and that's all. That's all that's important. Amen. You might say, is that so, Pastor? Okay, look at Matthew 4, 4. Jesus is being tempted in the garden by the devil. And in Matthew 4, 4, it says, but he answered and said, Jesus was speaking back to the devil. And he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And it's my contention that that is the very reason why our society is messed up and why people are messed up and why families are messed up. Why? Because they're trying to live by bread alone. How many times have you heard parents, their child maybe committed suicide or maybe they did some heinous crime and they're going off to jail and you hear the parents say, I did everything I could for them. I did everything. I don't know what more I could have done. What more I could have done? Did you go to church? No, I didn't go to church. But he had everything he wanted. I bought him, uh, I, I got him a credit card. I got him a cell phone. I got him his own laptop, desktop computer. He had everything. We got him a car at 18. We gave him everything, that, and, and we don't understand why he went wrong. Well, Jesus can tell you why he went wrong, because you're trying to live by bread alone. In this society, people think the only thing necessary is for me to throw food on the table and something for them to drink, make sure they're in their bed safe. They got all the technology. I drive them to school every day. That's it. Give them some food and some water. They'll grow up, and uh, I guess I guess they'll be okay. You know, I want them to be exemplary little boys and girls. Well, guess what? They're trying to, Jesus said, you can't live by bread alone. He gave us this revelation. He said, you need two things to live. You need physical food and drink, but you also need God's word to live. You need it to live in every aspect of that word live. Amen. Glory to God. But what is our society trying to do? We don't want God in official meetings. We don't want. Uh, pray. If you pray, don't pray in Jesus' name. We don't want uh, n- nothing uh, down here in the government. No, don't do that. We don't. And take that out of our school. We don't want the Word of God. We want to give them bread alone. What are they having for lunch? Oh, they're having pizza with Kool-Aid and uh, and uh, and uh, and, uh, and, a, and a, a Twinkie. Isn't that wonderful? We're giving them nice meals. Oh, they got delicious meals. And their teacher, their teacher is the teacher of the month. Oh, she's a wonderful teacher. Amen. Uh, uh, what about Jesus? Oh, don't don't mention that. Separation of church and state now. Don't mention that stuff. Don't mention that Jesus stuff. Separation of church and state. You can't mention God up in here. We want to live by bread alone. Well, sir, but Jesus said you can't live by bread alone. You'll perish. You can't live by bread alone. 
Well, we're going to try to live by bread alone because this is 2023 and we're so wise. We got technology. Don't you know we got AI? We got robots. We got, listen, we got, we got computers and we got so much information. We store information up in the cloud. What's wrong with you, Pastor? Oh, you're old timey. Oh, you even look old timey. You look old timey. You talk old timey. Then you come in here with that Jesus stuff. You should say that for church. We don't want that. That's for kids and women. We don't want that stuff about God. But God made you, and he said he wrote the manual on you because he's the manufacturer, and he said you need something besides some hot dog and a Coca-Cola. He said you need to talk to your kids when you rise up, when you walk around, when you're driving, when you come back in, when you ride, when you lay down, when you get up. Oh, we don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear that. Get away from us with that stuff. You want to know why our society is going absolutely to hell? Is because they're trying to live by bread alone. When Jesus said, "You can't live by bread alone. You got to have you got to have bread and the word of God. Because without the word of God, you perish. Perish, you go to the lake of fire for eternity." So how are you going to live by just uh, some uh, Wonder Bread and ding-dongs and a Coca-Cola? And you giving that stuff to your kid every day, and you're seeing them growing up, and you're taking them to soccer practice, and you're saying, my kid is so wonderful. And then he grows up and does something crazy, and you sit there and say, why did he do that? Why did he do that? I don't understand. We gave him everything, everything money could buy. Yeah, but you didn't teach them morals. You didn't teach them nothing. And that goes by my third thing about why people, about why people don't, don't uh, kids grow up bad. It's because they receive no training. Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way that they should go. Train up a child in the way that they should go. Amen. People don't, kids don't get trained. People don't train them. They feed them, put them to bed, kiss them on the cheek and say, good night, sweetie. They don't train them. They don't train boys how to become men. They don't train them how to give them a trade so when they grow up, they'll have something to be able to make a, a living with. They don't train them how to handle their money. They don't train them on finances. They don't train them how to be a man. Before God, what are they then? They're a male. They're a male, and they just exist as a male. But you have to be taught to be a man, both watching your dad and getting advice and wisdom from him. And from mom and dad, they look in your life and see what it is, the gift that God gave for you. And, and, and point you in that direction, shoot you in that direction. Because you have to be trained up in the way you should go, the way God wants you. He brought you here for a reason. And a lot of times the parent can see your gift before you can or know about it. And they can help train up. And they don't even train a person how to potty train correctly. They don't even do that. They take them, sit them down, and say, do whatever you do. They don't teach young men you got to have flushables. And when you do your business, 
You use these flushables so you don't stink when you get around people. Ain't nobody teach men that, little boys that. They're not raised up to be grown men. Protecting protecting the family don't mean getting a Glock and shooting everybody that comes on your property. That's not the protection that God's talking about. But one day your wife is going to submit to you. In exchange for that, you pledge to her to give your life for her and the children. And 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 part of that training is spiritual warfare because the devil wants to kill them all off. And you got to know how to protect them spiritually. He did, God didn't mean for you to get a machine gun and shoot everybody that comes around you talking about I'm protecting my family. No, you're going to be arrested for a murder, you ignorant thing. And the same thing with women, young ladies. The Bible says, whoso findeth a wife, findeth a good thing. There, that means that you have to be a wife before you get married. The mama should be training you to be a wife. How? By having the little girl serve their brothers. See, she comes in and she serves daddy. That's so that the kids can see it. And then the brothers serve the little girl. Are you kidding? Train the girls to serve the little boys? Are you kidding? People would laugh you to scorn. But that's what's supposed to happen. Why? Because they're in school and somebody's trying to rape them or hurt them. Their brothers are going to stand up for them and give their very lives. The women, the little girls serve the brothers and the brothers take care of the little girls. The Bible says, glory to God, who can find a virtuous woman? Her price is far above rubies. So before you get married, the little girl has to be trained in how to be a virtuous woman. She has to be trained to have morals. But what do the men want? The men want beauty. They're going down the wrong street. They're supposed to be looking for a virtuous woman. They're looking for beauty. And the woman goes down the wrong street. She wants to be beautiful. So she goes and gets her extensions and nails and all that fake stuff. She's fake using witchcraft to get somebody, and she's just fake as she can be instead of being trained how to be a virtuous woman. I ain't got enough time to keep going with this, but the children are not being trained. And then you want them to be virtuous. Uh, this child held up a store, and you sit there and say, oh, my God, what is the world coming to? These children, they're out of the box. Well, did anybody train that kid not to hold up stores? That he could do something to earn the money? He's on his own. He don't, he's stupid. So he goes out and robs something. And then when he's in all kind of trouble, everybody's sitting around wondering what's wrong with the child. I can tell you what's wrong with him. You didn't train up the child in the way that they should go. I got to go. The Bible, ha- I'm overtime now. Oh, I'm in trouble. The Bible has the answers. See you next week. Bye now. I know the Bible is right. It's the Bible has the answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams coming to you live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. and never had it so good gospel 107. Pastor Williams believes if you have a question, the Bible has the answers. Join us Wednesday on the show or at I Am Jesus Holy Ghost Church in Columbia, South Carolina, where service times are Tuesday night prayer at 7 p.m., Sabbath Friday service at 7 p.m., and Saturday Sabbath day service at 12 noon. Our motto is, 
it pays to serve God. Hit us up at IamJesusHolyGhostChurch.org. That's Pastor Aaron B. Williams. Live on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Come on and get the Word of God at its highest level. Right.